Hello, I'm Becky Hadid, host of The Storied Recipe. As my weekly guests share their stories through the vessel of cherished food memories, we all become better cooks, more grateful for the gift of food, and we honor those that have loved us through their cooking. When I launched the podcast just over a year ago, I included in the launch lineup a short bonus episode where I interviewed my kids about their food preferences and our time together in the kitchen. Throughout the year, including up to this month, I received messages from people that recently found the podcast and out of 50 available episodes, loved the ones with my kids in it the most. It's well established that 2020 has been an unprecedented historical year. And through it, our family, like others, has adapted. Not only because of outside events, but also because four children with rapidly changing minds, bodies, and emotions, a mother starting a podcast from scratch, and an exuberant and energetic father together make for a household in a perpetual state of progress. So here's an update on what's the same and what's different with the Hadid family these days, all from the perspective of my kids. One note on this episode, All of the questions came from those who follow along with the storied recipe on Instagram. Thank you to those listeners. And if you're not following, please go ahead and search the handle, thestoriedrecipe.podcast. I would love to be in touch with you that way as well. All right. Tell everybody your name and how old you are. My name is Nicholas. And I'm six years old. Mm-hmm. Last time I interviewed you, it was a whole year ago. How old were you then? Uh, I think four. No, five. five. You were five years five. old. Mm-hmm. So somebody wanted to know, is there a food that you didn't used to like when you were five, but now that you're six, you like it? Um, I didn't like... Stay nice and close to the microphone. I didn't like shrimp. Oh, you didn't like shrimp when you were five? Yeah. Now do you like it? Yeah, good. That's a good one. What is your favorite food? Pizza. (laughs) Was pizza your favorite food last year? Yep. Do you think pizza will always be your favorite food? Yep. (laughs) Do I make pizza? Yes and no. Mm, Pretty much no. If we ever eat pizza, we pretty much buy it. And we don't buy pizza very much because Jack can't... Eat pizza. Mm -hmm, That's right. So... What is your favorite food that I make? This is a hard decision. It's a hard decision? I think you make rice the best. Oh, you like rice? Yeah, rice mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. Do you like to make anything? Well, I've never made anything. Do you like to help me make things? Oh, yeah. What? Um, Chop. What do you, what do you like to chop? So, leftover onion. You don't chop onions. No, leftover. Actually, that's that, still in the board. Yeah, you like to, if I've been chopping onions, you like to come behind and mm-hmm. chop them also. But I never poured them in. You never put them into a dish mm-hmm. or into a salad? Uh-huh. You just well, chop I put them? them? Well, I put them on a, um, a chicken before. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the secret recipe is? What? It's onion and chicken. <laughs> Onion and chicken is a good combination. Is there any food you don't like? I don't like pepperoni and pizza. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Is it too spicy? Yeah, the pepperoni is. I like cheese um, with olives and 
What's their kind mom? Cheese with olives. Do you like sausage? Oh, yeah. The sausage is also kind of a little spicy. Mm-hmm. Just a little. It can be. It can be. So I know one thing you really, really like to drink. What? You tell me. Apple cider? Mm. Oh, coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you do like to drink coffee. Do you always steal my coffee? Yeah. I love coffee. Do you like coffee when it's hot or cold? Both. Medium. Mm-hmm. Do you like it when it's very, very dark or when it's creamy and light? I like both. <laughs> you do like both. You just really like coffee, don't you? Yep. Do you put sugar in your coffee? I never did. Mm-mm. It's true. Do you yep, think it's, it's health? Do you think it's healthy to drink coffee? No. <laughs> yes and no. I'm not really so sure. I mean, and I also like ice water. Oh yeah, you like water more with ice in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like all kind of drinks. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling a little crazy today? Uh, I'm sniffy. You are sniffy. Do you know what makes you so sniffy? Uh, grass. When Gra- I roll in it. Grass and what else? Pollen. Pollen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have we given you a lot of medicine for your sniffiness? Yeah. I got Montalucas, uh, Zyrtec, and I think the white kind. Yeah. White? Allegra. Allegra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else have you gotten in the last 24 hours? Do you know what the tablets are? Tablets. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. Benadryl. Oh, yeah. Benadryl. Do they make you a little crazy? Yeah. They really do. Mm-hmm. Like this interview. You do? You guys folks. Do you folks? <laughs> are you asking them if they like the interview? Uh-huh. Maybe they <laughs> like it. I bet they love it. Um, so speaking of things you like, one of the listeners wanted to know, do you like homeschooling? No. Why not? Cause I miss my friends. Yeah. And it's kind of boring when when we go out for resets, we just ride our bikes with Dad and Marcus while they're running. Mm-hmm. What did you used to do for recess? Oh, um, we sometimes we go outside for recess, and we play for a lot more than more than running and biking. Mm-hmm. You would just do a lot more different games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of time with our friends in um, kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you like these days? What things make you happy? Being with my friends. Sean and Jamie Kate. Oh, being with your cousins? Yeah. Sean and Jamie Kate. Mm-hmm. What- in Parker and Courtney. Now, some people were asking, do you know what a podcast is? You um, talk about food stuff? <laughs> That's a podcast. Uh-huh. Do you help me make the podcast? Uh, no. What do you do when I'm taking pictures? Oh, I help. Did you help me on Saturday? Yeah. What did you do? I put out my hand under that um, bowl thing. You put your hand under the bowl thing? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You did. I forgot about that. Thank you for helping you me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Somebody wanted to know, do you think that our family, do you think we have a big family? No. no. We have a small. We have a small family? Uh-huh. How many people are in our family? Six. Six people? Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six. What are some good things about our family? Um, some good things? Mm-hmm. That we clean up a lot? <laughs> what? We do clean up. Are you the littlest brother? Yeah. Do you like to be the littlest brother? No. No? be big, like Jack and Marcus and Joshua. Why would you like to be big, like Jack and Marcus and Joshua? 
So I can do lots of stuff. Mm -hmm. What do you think they get to do that you don't get to do? They stay up in the night and we don't. What would you do if you stayed up later? Um, If I was like eight, I would watch a movie. Mm -hmm. Do you think you would be allowed? Yeah. And then I would stay up till nine. Mm-hmm. What What do your big brothers do for you? They help me with school, like Jack did today. Mm-hmm. How did Jack help you? Um, by helping me with my math. Mm-hmm. How do you spell math again? What do you think? M. Mm-hmm. T. Mm-hmm. Ah. A. Mm-hmm. Math. T. Mm-hmm. O. Matto. <laughs> Get it, guys. Matto. <laughs> okay. Oh, somebody asked, what's your favorite book? Oh, what's my favorite book? Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, very last thing. I want to say my favorite thing about you. Who? You, Nicholas. Oh, Sonic? Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you? Mm-hmm. One, I think you're very, very funny. Number two... I like that you don't like to be alone. Yeah, I don't like being alone. Mm -hmm. I like to be with you. So I like that you didn't like to be alone. And I like every night I ask you two questions. What do I ask you? What I'm thankful for and sorry for. Yeah, what are you thankful for and what are you sorry for? And what do you always say you're thankful for? Having a great time. Yeah, you always say you had a great time doing something. I like that about you. I think we're all done. Can I do something? Oh, um, um, bye-bye, folks. Um, we'll be right back with the next podcast. Bye-bye. Great job. As we talk about family, I just want to remind you that there is one week left to submit your contribution to the crowdsourced Thanksgiving episode, which I am titling A Thanksgiving Tapestry, as we each share a small memory Together, hopefully, we'll create an episode that gives a full picture of everything this holiday is to so many diverse people. I will share a little more about this right after we hear from Joshua. Okay, can you tell the listeners your name and how old you are? My name is Joshua Hadeen, and I am 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So the last time I interviewed you was last October. It's been a really interesting year, even for the adults. What are some surprising things that happened to you this year? Uh, we did trick-or-treating. I thought we weren't going to do that <laughs> at all this year. Yes, but you got a special opportunity to do that. So why is it that you thought you weren't going to get to do trick-or-treating this year? Because people kept telling me that we weren't going to do it because it would be too dangerous. Mm -hmm. But that kind of surprised me when we did it. Yeah. What makes it dangerous? People going around each other and being too close to each other. Right. And why is it dangerous for people to be too close to each other this year? Because of COVID. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So COVID was a big surprise for all of us this year, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some ways that COVID has affected you? I think playing with people because we have to be careful Mm -hmm. and we can't play with other people that's not in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Has that been sad for you? Yeah. How about going to school? We don't go to school at real school, but we do homeschool. Mm -hmm. And some of the listeners were wondering, 
how do you feel about homeschooling? I don't really like it. You don't really like it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Sometimes when people ask you, you say you like it. And sometimes when people ask you, you say you don't like it. And I think that's because we all have good days and bad days with schooling, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me, what are some of the things that make you like homeschooling? What are some of I the like, good days? I like homeschooling because I like to listen to reading from my mom. And I also like piano lessons because I get to actually play the piano. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what are some things you don't like about homeschooling compared to traditional school? I don't like not seeing my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a hardship. Now, you are kind of lucky, though, compared to, say, Marcus and Jack, because you do get to see people. Yeah, I do get to see people. I get to see my cousin, Sean, Jamie, Kate, and um, all the other kids in the neighborhood. Yeah, other neighborhood kids. And you get a lot of time to play with them since we do homeschool because you finish about 2.30. You said you like piano lessons? Yeah. Okay, so the listeners were wondering, what are some things that you, Joshua Hadid, are good at? I'm spiritually talented because I can make lots of friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also, I have a talent with music mm-hmm. and figuring out things. Mm, so you're good at making up music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else are you good at figuring out? I think I'm good at, like, when I get a Lego set, I can, I can figure out where pieces go. Mm-hmm. When you do Legos, do you like to follow directions or do it your own way? I like to do it my own way. <laughs> also, someone was wondering what you do to help me with the podcast. I don't think I do anything. You're a big help to me. By um, doing photo shoots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What part do you play in the photo shoot? The pouring. The pouring. <laughs> the pouring. Yes. The uh, cracking of eggs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? I also take off the tops of steaming hot things. Yeah. Yes, you do steam shots. Uh huh. You basically do a lot of modeling, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think you're good at it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you're actually very good at it. Actually, look, I have a picture right here on my wall. What are you doing in that picture? I'm clapping flower all over the place. Yes, it's very true. Do you like to model? People wanted to know. Yeah. You do? I like to model. Are you smiling right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like about modeling? I like getting to do the things. Oh, taking the top off the pot and cracking the eggs and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Okay, so let's talk about that. Do you, because you do cooking things for pictures, do you do cooking things in the kitchen in real life? No. Yeah, sometimes. No, yeah, sometimes. Okay, Mm -hmm. tell us, what are some things that you like to make? I made uh, waffles, Mm -hmm. the Belgium waffles. Oh, that's right. It was actually fun. Mm-hmm. Because I had to crack the eggs mm-hmm. and pour the flour. Yeah, it was it was the eggs, flour, not sugar, salt. Mm-hmm. Was there salt? Baking I've soda? I've actually never made Belgian waffles. You've made them. Jack has made them. Your dad has made them. I've never made them. It has baking soda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there things that you make pretty much every day? Yeah. What? I... I just make cereal. Mm-hmm. D- today I made um, a piece of toast. Now, are all the jobs in the kitchen about making food and cooking food, or are there no. other? No, <laughs> no. You have to clean up. You have to your clean mess. up your mess. Mm-hmm. What are some of your 
clean up your mess jobs. We have to clear all the dishes to the dishwasher, mm-hmm. and then we have to wash them. You don't wash dishes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> very, I do very rarely, but you do do a lot of jobs, kitchen jobs. What are other kitchen jobs you do? Uh, sometimes I wash the dishes. Okay, <laughs> okay. Sometimes you wash the dishes. Yeah. What else? And not all the time, but I sometimes wipe down the uh, counters. Wipe down the counters. Uh-huh. And what? Uh, what do you do every? What's your day? Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. What do you do every I, Wednesday? I do the dishwasher. Yeah. I would. unload it. Yep. And then I do my laundry. Mm-hmm. And then once my laundry is done, mm-hmm. I uh, put it in the dryer. Mm-hmm. And then once it's done in the dryer, mm-hmm. I take it upstairs and I put it all away. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about food. Somebody wanted to know what's the strangest thing I've ever made. I think... Oh, the sticky rice cake. Oh, the sticky rice cake. Yes. And that was a recipe for an episode, right? Mm -hmm. So someone wanted to know, what is your favorite thing I've ever made for an episode? Did you make the um, pie, the uh, key lime pie? Oh, no. Our friend Lauren made that for us. Oh. So your favorite thing that I made, I didn't even make. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So somebody else wanted to know, if I would make one meal every day for dinner, what would you choose that meal to be? I would choose the one with the the big chunks of meat in the noodles. The, the stuff we had last night. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think if we had had something else last night, that would have been your first choice. But Are, I did like the, uh, what's it called? The, um, rice. Oh, jollof rice? Yeah, the jollof rice. Yeah, okay, okay. Let's see, is there a least favorite ingredient? Like if I include this ingredient in a dinner, you just know you're not going to like it. Onions. Onions? Yes, I do not like onions. You always ask for onions on your salad. No. No, I I do not ask for onions. Um so someone wanted to know what you appreciate about me as a mom and dad as a father, but that doesn't seem fair to ask. So instead, I'm going to tell you what I appreciate most about you. Can you guess well, what I'm going to say? That I'm perky and fun. <laughs> That you're perky and fun? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was going to say that even though it drives me crazy sometimes, I do like that you make such cheerful songs and you sing them a lot. I appreciate that about you. There's something else I was going to say. Do you know what? No. You can't guess? Mm -mm. I think you give the best hugs. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? I think that too. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Joshua. Thank you, too. You're welcome. And all those listeners out there, thank you. (laughs) Next up, we will hear from Marcus. But first, I just want to address three objections you may have to sharing for the Thanksgiving episode. First of all, some just aren't sure what to share. I have you covered on that one. I've got seven questions, seven prompts, and if you answer just one of them, your submission will be the perfect contribution to our tapestry. Second, I do want to acknowledge openly 
that many Thanksgivings are far from picture perfect. And in fact, yesterday, I just received a very lovely contribution from a listener that spoke briefly about what made her Thanksgivings difficult growing up, and also the way some other people made it special for her anyhow. So I'm a not inviting dirty laundry, but even if your Thanksgivings were or are imperfect, I want you to know that your story is still welcome. I don't want to create a Norman Rockwell episode as much as I really do want to gather a collection of stories to which others can relate. And finally, some of you have said you'd like to contribute, but you don't have a nice microphone. That is not a problem at all. All you need is 90 seconds or less. Most contributions are less, maybe even just 30 seconds. 90 seconds or less and your phone. If you go to thestoriedrecipe.com and you click the link to today's episode, you can find all of the information you need to submit in under two minutes. Okay, here's Marcus. Okay, first of all, can you tell the listeners your name and age? Uh, I'm Marcus Hadid, and I'm one year older than I was last time, so now I'm 14. (laughs) Good introduction. The first question that a listener submitted on your behalf is they wanted to know about your podcast. Uh, Yeah, so my podcast, which I'm sure you've plugged like twice or something, so thank you for that. It's Caleb Marcus Uncensored, for those who want to listen. We're we're taking a break right now because school, you know. But yeah, our podcast is basically just us, as Caleb likes to call it, banter. For <laughs> he, he does, he loves that word. It, it's just us talking about, I don't know, stuff mm-hmm. for 30 minutes. Did you have a favorite segment or episode on your podcast? I think my favorite segment was articles. You know, we would find just like a random news article. Caleb came out with the best articles. <laughs> but, and it, it was just hilarious, like what he came out with. And where exactly would you source the articles that you use for your podcast? Uh, well, so we would do two segments that was sort of similar. So we would do a Wikipedia articles segment. Mm-hmm. And then we'd get just random articles from... Well, the, the craziest place I got mine from is the Moscow Times. <laughs> but usually I just found them, you know, on Google News, on the home screen of the phone. You just kind of swipe to the yeah. left and get mm-hmm. the news. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do any fake news? Um, well, I didn't know it was a fake newscasting site, so I pulled from The Onion, even though I had no idea that it was actually fake, so I got sort of clickbaited there. That was a good life lesson. I would say so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so smooth segue into my podcast. Some of the readers wanted to know how you feel about me doing a podcast. Some of the listeners. I think it's a really interesting idea. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense that you would do a podcast. And I think that if anyone's going to do it, it should be you. Oh, why, thank you. (laughs) Because I talk so much. Well, because you're good at talking. (laughs) But it's not without consequence for you. Me doing a podcast does affect you. Well, I have worked for you for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really affect me. Like, maybe every once in a while, I'll have to take my little brothers outside if you want to call. But other than that, it's not really that big of a deal. And even then, I mean, I enjoy taking him outside anyway. So it's not like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'm lucky to have you as a son. And actually, I think you regularly help out with Nicholas, right? Well, he he's he's a very flexible person. He'll do anything. Mm-hmm. And so if, if, you tell, if you say, let's go on the trampoline, 
and he says no as soon as you start walking towards the trampoline <laughs> he, he's he's gonna follow you so he'll 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 do whatever mm-hmm. but you help specifically on monday wednesday and friday mornings oh yeah i do i do help him do his reading lessons which i think he needs a little bit less help than he lets on to <laughs> Well, did you know that Jack said he thinks I need to do it once to gauge that I helped him this morning? I I heard I heard him say that. How'd that go? He did not stumble over a single word. Exactly. And he was actually, it's sort of funny because he was mispronouncing the word home as homie (laughs) every time. (laughs) Yeah. But you are very patient with him. And you see, because a parent has a little bit of a power, right? And I can threaten to take screens away or an early bedtime. You don't have that, but you still pretty, you're pretty good at getting your brothers to comply. What are your tricks? Well, first off, at this point, Nicholas knows that I'm going to make him say it. So fear. fear. But what is he afraid of? No, he's not afraid of anything. But it's like it's like when a parent counts to three, you don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen after that. But you just don't want to get them to count to three. So you issue vague threats. I, I wouldn't even call them threats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some of the other roles you've done? A little bit of childcare to support me in the podcast, and thank you for that. What are some of the other roles that you have stepped into? Well, I currently add add the music and export and level eight and stuff to your to your episodes. I also, you know, sometimes I can be an extra hand while you shoot. Uh, for a little bit there, I was doing Instagram TVs. Mm-hmm. I was taking behind the scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you like that role? I thought it was I thought it was interesting, but I didn't really have enough like background context to understand what I was doing. I mean, yeah, it was interesting. We suffered from creative differences. <laughs> uh, I, I quite agree. <laughs> you help with Pinterest. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do. I take all the pictures from from your blog and I create the recipe graphics mm-hmm. from canva.com. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that's very different, obviously, this year than the last time we had this interview is COVID. Mm-hmm, definitely. How has that affected you, your educational situation, and just life in general? Well, first off, I'm obviously stuck at home more. Do you go to school at all, like on a bus to a building? No, no. I don't even do uh, hybrid, although maybe in February, but until then, we don't know. Mm -hmm. So do you like virtual school, or do you like going to a brick-and-mortar school five days a week better? If I wasn't able to like see anybody, I'd rather go to the brick and mortar school. But I th- I think it's a little bit better to be able to just log on and d- just do it. It it does give me a, a a little bit more time. I don't have to run to the bus stop every day. I I I'm just enjoying it more. Mm-hmm. You just like to be at home. Yeah, I'm not as much of a social person as a lot of other people that I know, and so it's not affecting me as much to not go to school. I actually think you're pretty social, but I think you're maybe um. You don't have a lot of patience for, shall we say, drama? I really don't. So I'm, I'm sociable with, like, a couple of people. Uh, my cousins come over here every Wednesday. That's sort of, like, the highlight of my week. Like, I really enjoy that. I go to youth group, and so everyone there is, you know, I enjoy talking to them, and that's fun. <laughs> uh, so people are asking, what do you do in your spare time? Do you have a favorite movie, a favorite book, a favorite board game or favorite fall activity are all questions that were discussed i actually don't have a favorite movie i just like watch a movie and it's it's a good movie like Mm -hmm. i couldn't really be a movie critic (laughs) 
I'm not reading these books now, but my favorite books are the Harry Potter series for multiple reasons that you could go and find on my podcast. <laughs> but what's the name of that podcast again? Oh, Caleb and Marcus Uncensored. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm, whenever I have free time, I just try to go outside. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, right before this, I, was, I took my computer outside to do work out there because I just I couldn't stand being inside. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about board games? I hate them, and it's funny, (laughs) because Jack, my older brother, asked me to do Risk all the time, and it's just, it's a five-hour game of just misery and knowing that you're going to lose, because (laughs) as soon as as you lose, like, one continent to him, you you know he's just going to destroy, Mm. and then it's twofold whenever my cousin Caleb comes over and plays Risk with us. Because then it's either you have to make an alliance with Caleb or lose. Because he's, he's actually like really good at the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so as long as we're talking about preferences, we're going to transition into food here. Okay. Sounds okay, good. so someone wanted to know if there's an ingredient, not necessarily a dish, but an ingredient that you do not like and you will never like a dish that includes it. Like last year, I would have said mushrooms. I hate mushrooms. I mean, I still wouldn't, like, they're not my preference to eat. Mm-hmm. But if you put them in something, I'll, like, I'll eat that and I won't gag. <laughs> but I, I have favorite foods, but I don't really have least favorite foods. Mm. It's, it's, like, it's like all foods are good. And then my favorite foods are, like, above that. You mentioned that you used to not like mushrooms, but now you can tolerate them. That actually is a question that came from a listener. Are there things that you used to not like that now you do like? Yeah, like I said, mushrooms for one. Mm-hmm. I would also say I'm growing towards avocado. If someone gave me a chip with guacamole, I might eat it just like if I was a little bit hungry. But before, I would have said absolutely not. Mm. And likewise, are there any recipes you've mastered over the last year? Craft mac and cheese. <laughs> the egg in the hole. The egg in the hole is really good. That, that's, that's a little more technical. Mm-hmm. You, you, you turn it on low when, when you're trying to cook the egg, but as soon as the egg cooks, you got to turn it on high or else everything's going to burn like except for the bread. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want the bread to, bread to be crispy. So as, so as soon as the yolk is like about to set, you got to turn it on high and just let it sear for mm-hmm. like 30 seconds or so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So while, while we're on the topic of growth and change, are there any recipes that I've made for episodes this year? that you've really liked? The, I like the arepas. arepas. Oh, yeah. Th- those are really good. I, with or without the chicken avocado filling? Um, I'd say I like it both equally. Mm-hmm. I really like the, the jambalaya you did. That oh, was, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was really, really good. good. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, yeah. Well, obviously, you know, the cakes that you've done, the um, Kentucky cake. The Kentucky butter cake, yeah. The Kentucky butter cake. So people ask this, I think we talked about this last year, but if I could make one thing for dinner every day for the rest of your time in this home, what would you choose? Um, well, I actually chose this dish for my birthday, di- my birthday dinner. The way mom makes mac and cheese is like amazing. I'd feel like it's one of those things you can never get tired of. Um, do you ever cook for your brothers or the rest of your family? Mm-hmm. Like barely, I think. I think yesterday I made a second bowl of ramen for Nicholas. Okay, but that—that's it. Well, thank you for that. Someone asked how you liked being in a large family, and my first question is: Do you consider our family to be large? I'd say it's larger, but like we're, we're not—we're not a huge family, but we're a larger family. Mm-hmm. Like I think four or five is like where you, where you kind of end. Yeah, four or five is kind of like medium moving towards large. 
So what are the pros and cons of being in a family of six, one of four siblings, four brothers? Well, pros is that there's more of a chance someone's going to you know, be able to play with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, cons, I'm actually not really sure because... I don't know. It's. It, it, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot nicer. I would hate to be a single child. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. That'd be awful. No offense to single children out there. No, 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 no. No offense. Actually, like, good job. Yeah. Okay. This is a tricky question. So, someone asked, "Is there anything that you wish our family worked on to get better at together?" Well, I know. I know what my dad would want me to say. Well. Uh, <laughs> Put, putting things away, we're always leaving the milk out on the on the counter. Uh huh. But I think as a family, I don't know. I think I think it'd be. I think some of us don't really know how to communicate as well as we should. Mm-hmm. And so, not naming any names. No, no names, no names. Mm-hmm. And um, waiting for people to finish their sentences. I, I think I think that'd be a good thing to work on. Mm-hmm. Because a part of communicating is listening. And if, if if you don't let someone finish their sentences, it doesn't really make sense. Mm. And so you can't really, you're going you're gonna to misquote them a lot if you, you know, try to go back and say what they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are very wise words. That's good. I'm a wise man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, someone asked they wanted a couple people wanted you guys to name what you appreciate about me and dad which feels super awkward to me so instead just so people can get to know you a little bit more I would like to say what I appreciate about you do you have any guesses what I'm gonna say I mean I do like I know what you've complimented me on before but I don't want to say it to be like Mm -hmm. egotistical yeah well I think a lot of them have come out today so first of all I think you're a very uh you're a very content person. You're very content at heart. You are the opposite of spoiled and entitled. And along with that, you're extremely grateful. Well, thank you. No, it makes you very, very easy to parent. I would also say you're very witty, very funny. And you remind me a lot of your dad, which is a huge compliment. You tend to look on the bright side of things and you tend to power through the negative. You don't let on when things are tough. Well, thank you. Yeah, I like that. Good. Anything else you'd like to say to the listeners? Uh, I think that's it. Thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Here we're coming into the final interview, and I just have one last thing to say about the Thanksgiving episode. Well over half of the Storied Recipe audience actually doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. It is, of course, mainly an American holiday, although some other nations have versions of Thanksgiving, which I've been thrilled to hear about through a couple of submissions. But generally speaking, it is an American holiday, and this means there are not nearly as many people with stories to submit as you may think. And I have received almost a dozen notes expressing excitement from non-Americans who want to hear more about this holiday in kind of an authentic way. So yes, I need your story. If you celebrate or have even celebrated Thanksgiving just once, I need your story. Thanks. You ready for this? Don't. I don't even <laughs> want to answer that. Can you tell everyone your name and age? I'm Jack and I'm 15. And the first question I have for you as I was listening back over last year's episode, we actually discussed quite a bit that we struggle to get along in the kitchen. Do you find that that's still an issue? 
Uh, no, I actually don't find that that's an issue anymore because we're both better at sharing it now. And I think I do a better job at cleaning up and we don't actually use it as much together that often. I, I don't feel like I can even remember our last conflict in the kitchen. I don't think it's so much of an issue anymore, but I do think you're right. I think we might not overlap as much as we used to. Yeah, I would agree. So probably the biggest thing that was unexpected between when I interviewed you last year and this year is COVID. Yeah, that's true. There have been some big things, but I guess this trumps all of it. Yeah. (laughs) Would you say that COVID has been good or bad for your baking endeavors? Well, I've definitely done more of it and I've gotten to do try some more interesting things. Uh, but now that school has started again, I don't get to bake as much. So one of the listeners that listened in last year, or I think just recently listened to last year's episode, was wondering what kind of successes does you've achieved and what failures you may have experienced. Um, well, one success that I remember was for your mom and my grandmother, I made a, a raspberry layer cake, which ended up turning out really well. And then another really big success was the macarons that I ended up making. Um, I've tried, I tried it three times before and they weren't a success for one reason or another. What would you say was the secret? What did you do correctly the final time? Uh, I would say... Uh, measuring out the circles that you pipe the batter into before you bake. Mm. For a long time, I said that you were better at baking than me, except for one thing. And I think you've overtaken me this year in that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You always made fun of me for my overworked pie crust. (laughs) And I finally, I got it right this year. And now you admitted that I was better at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one time I called it a fluke, but it's not a fluke anymore. I freely pass the pastry crown on to you. Okay, so would you say that there are any things that you still just feel like you haven't conquered baking-wise? Let's see. Still one of my biggest weaknesses is decorating things. I've never really been good at that. And some of the other projects that I still want to do are English muffins and um, other bread products. Just like everybody else, you did get briefly into sourdough. Yeah, I did. I made my sourdough starter, but when I tried to make the sourdough loaves, they tasted good, um, but they didn't have the proper bake, and I didn't really know if they had the proper texture inside. So I I feel like you need to read more about what different breads are supposed to be like and how to achieve that. So those are all baking projects. Would you say that your cooking has increased, decreased, stayed the same, your interest level? I still don't have that many cooking projects, but I think that seeing a lot of the new recipes that you've tried has been interesting and and uh, that did spark some interest and make me want to try some other foods from different places. That is actually a question someone asked. Have there been any recipes that have come up during the last year on the podcast that have come into our regular rotation? Well, I'd say that number one, the mushroom toast, which mm-hmm. we make very often because it's just delicious. And then another thing that we don't make as often, but it's a big hit every time we do make it, is the 
roti chennai or ro- how do you pronounce mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's roti chennai or roti paratha or basically everyone across the world wrote and told me <laughs> what it's called in their own culture i think it really truly we got input from every continent except antarctica about that recipe yeah, it's definitely very good. And that's true. So while we're talking about the podcast, another listener asked, uh, well, a couple of questions about the podcast. So basically, what is your role in terms of helping or supporting the podcast? Um, well, I don't help that much, but I do occasionally uh, help out make the recipes. You do help a lot on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You help. Oh, yeah. Well, I help read to Nicholas. Um, well, you listen to him read. Yeah, yeah. I listen to Nicholas read. and um, That's very helpful. And you actually help with the cooking, I would say any frying. And that reminds me, actually, I'm surprised you didn't bring up um, the doubles recipe as one of your favorites with the chickpea gravy inside. Yeah, those those are perfect. They have great flavor and great texture and different textures, which is also really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we like just the chana gravy, the chickpea gravy, even without the fried bread, but we won't tell any Trinidadians that. <laughs> you also help a lot when, can you describe what it's like towards the end of a photo shoot and after a photo shoot? Why don't you describe your perspective on that? Would you say that I'm a really neat and organized photographer? Well, you have a lot of ideas and yeah, you experiment a lot, which I think is good, but... And you you help. You do help carry everything in from the garage. And if we're all doing cleanup as a family after dinner, well, that gets included in cleanup as a family. So that's very helpful. Okay, so people also asked a little bit more about you personally. They feel they know you now. So they asked about your interests besides cooking. And specifically, people wanted to know if you like to read and what you like to read, if you have a favorite movie or show, and if you like board games, and if you have a favorite. Um, yeah, well, I've always been really interested in music. So to, I guess, further that interest, I took a composing course And then um, I read a lot more after that about things related to that, like music theory and more composing. And so I've been working on that uh, throughout the summer and throughout even starting this school year. I've been working on different compositions. Yes, which are very amazing. One that you didn't mention was running, which I've definitely, um, Mm -hmm. since last year, I've been doing that every day and it's been a great thing. Uh, About the things that you asked, I definitely like to read I trying to think of things that I've read. Well, can I say something about that? Because I think when people say, what do you like to read? People generally mean books. And you do read a lot of books. But I would say of all of the 15-year-olds I know or have known, you are actually one of the most well-read in terms of topics of current events. You knew about COVID long before it really was on the radar of people in the U.S., You were kind of parsing and analyzing the statistics and the articles. Um, You do research a lot and you read a lot of scientific articles as well. Yeah, I I think I I really enjoy getting to know the things that I'm interested in really well. So while I read a lot about, like we said before, music theory, and I read a lot about um, other things that I'm interested in. Like this year, I started an independent research course, but I've been uh, reading a lot about running and training and genetics and how they all kind of work together. So that's been really fun to 
research that. But yeah, I would say I definitely, when I'm interested in something, I like to read a lot about it and get get to know it. Yeah. So here's a fun question. Someone wanted to know if you would go to the UK and be their personal chef. (laughs) Which, of course, I'm not giving you up at this point in your life. But it does beg the question, because you like to bake so much, have you ever considered a career in baking? Or is that out of the question? Do you have other plans? I think it's definitely always been interest, but I've never really felt uh, called to do that as a career. Um, Even since I was little, I've always wanted to be a surgeon and um, reading more about different medical things. I think it's solidified that. And I've always enjoyed the idea of being able to help people. And my favorite subject has always been science. And yeah, I think that's, that's where currently... I think I'm headed to. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that has not changed over the last year. If anything, that desire has probably deepened because of the COVID crisis. Yeah, I think very often about how much I wish I was able to be a doctor or an epidemiologist right now and to be able to, yeah, to be able to help things right now. And mm-hmm. that's a good segue into some of the family questions that people ask. What are some of the roles? of an oldest child in the Hadid family? So I share a room with Nicholas. Nicholas is the littlest, yeah. So I I would definitely say that I kind of take care of him. Yeah, I agree. What are some, You're a very good big brother to Nicholas. What are some of the ways you look out for him? Well, my other brothers think that I coddle him, which I don't <laughs> think so. But so I don't know. I guess during the night, if he has any trouble, I'll help him or send him into mom and dad's room. And also Nicholas really, really hates being alone. So a lot of times you stay in there and do your homework until he falls asleep. Not all the time, but a lot of times you do. Would you say there's any privileges to being the oldest? Uh, Yeah, of course. Um, (laughs) Deserved privileges? Yeah, yeah. You and dad definitely give me and Marcus too um, a good amount of freedom um we're allowed to stay up and usually i'm doing homework bake (laughs) yeah yeah you do share a room with nicholas but you are kind of the only kid that has your own room also in another way yeah that's true uh yeah you set up a guest room and i that's the room where i do online school and a lot of homework and it is kind of like my own room and you leave all your stuff in there and it's also the only place you will shower (laughs) yeah that's pretty accurate okay so people had questions about the siblings they wanted to know first of all who would you say is the most creative one uh well that depends Mm -hmm. i think uh the first answer that came to my mind was marcus Mm -hmm. um yeah i guess creative is just the perfect word there he has a lot of ideas but I would say Josh was also pretty creative. He always comes up with these random creations out of <laughs> random materials that we have lying around our house. Um, who would you say is the neatest? I would say I'm probably the neatest. Yeah. Who would you say is the most artistic? I would say Marcus is probably the most artistic. How about musical? Well, it's an interesting thing again. I think Josh was definitely the most musical. He's able to sing things back by ear. Uh, He started learning the piano and he's able to like do some little improvisations and flourishes Mm -hmm. that actually sound pretty good. And he makes uh, connections between like, hey, this sounds like this. And then he's able to continue it. 
I've definitely played an instrument for the most amount of time, but... Well, you have by far the most musical training. Okay, so here's a really interesting one. I didn't ask Joshua Nicholas this one. Someone asked, what is one thing you wish that we would work on to get better at as a family? The thing that came to my head was the way we present ourselves and... <laughs> and well, in public. Okay. <laughs> Do you mean that we... There's members of our family that tend to be extremely loud? Well, there definitely are. But I would say... <laughs> well, okay, I have this one memory of us at the beach. And mom even has a picture of dad. Um, he... <laughs> He lies down on his belly, face down in the sand, and doesn't move. But then one time, he had dug out this hole, and there was surrounding him just like a crater. That was, it was like, it was like he had crash landed on the beach. I remember that because. I think it was really windy and they just couldn't take it anymore. So I had taken them to the car to just warm up and you and Marcus came over and I opened the door and you guys said, mom, can you please come do something about dad? <laughs> if I had to name all the things I appreciate about your father, it would be a very, very long list. It would be a whole episode. His complete and total lack of self-consciousness is one of those things. It's one of the things I appreciate, but it does rarely <laughs> create an optics problem. And you're very sensitive to that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he doesn't worry about drawing attention. Uh -uh. To be fair, he's not attention-seeking, and he does care what people feel, and he would never hurt anyone. But yeah, when it just comes to if he's embarrassed or not, genuinely does not care what other people think. It's an admirable trait. It's not one that you and I share. No. <laughs> so I think we're going to end. This kind of leads perfectly into where we're going to end. So a couple people asked, they wanted me to ask you guys what it was that you appreciated about me or about me and your dad, but I'm not comfortable with that at all. So I actually wanted to share just so other people could get to know you guys a little bit more what it is that I appreciate about each of you. And I'm curious if you have any guesses as to what I'm going to say. Um, well, I think one, one of the things that's both like my, one of my greatest strengths and one of my greatest weaknesses is how stubborn I am. <laughs> it's definitely something that has, that can be uh, really good. Like I've always been good at standing up for people mm -hmm. Well, I very much agree with that. So first of all, you are one of my favorite people in the entire world to talk to. I always find our conversations very stimulating and interesting. Sure. And I never thought I would say that about my 15-year-old son. Like with every, what everybody always said about having a teenager, I completely dreaded it. But I love the things that we talk about. I really enjoy them. So I appreciate that about you. And uh, just like you said, I find you to be a highly logical person. And a lot of times people make this what I think is a false dichotomy, that if you're logical, you can't also be emotional. 
but I think that you use logic as a way to understand and relate to other people. I think you're really good about saying if someone else has a good point. I think you're very fair about that. What, Nicholas? Our family isn't really fair. <laughs> Why is our family not really fair? Because dad was being unfair to me. Dad was being unfair to you? Yeah. What did dad do that was unfair? Um, he made me put my tablet away. <laughs> but do you know what I do when I put my tablet away? I, I keep watching while I'm putting my tablet away. <laughs> And then do that every single night. You do that every single night? What's the unfair part? That I have to go to bed at, what is it called, 8, I think. Why is it unfair that you have to go to bed at 8 (laughs) o'clock? Because everyone gets to, Joshua gets to stay up till 9. Sometimes Jack and Mark gets stay up till like 10 or 11. And you guys stay up late too and it's not really fair okay now how old are you six mm-hmm. how old is joshua nine nope oh ten mm-hmm. how old is marcus 14 how old is jack 15 what time do you think they went to bed when they were six uh, six i mean eight seven seven yeah they went to bed early because there was a baby in the house and we were all tired. You what know? baby? Who? Who was Me? that baby? Joshua? No, it was you. Wait, but we didn't have Joshua. <laughs> okay. Go get in your um, bed. Bye-bye, folks. Okay. Oh, so I was saying all the things I appreciate about you. I think that you are a very logical person and that actually makes you a more empathetic person because if someone makes a good point, you're quick to say it's a good point or to be able to see it from their perspective. Except maybe when your dad makes a good point. I think that's the one person it's hard for you to accept if he makes a good point. And I would say the other thing that I appreciate about you is you are a super, super inclusive and kind person. And it's the sweetest thing in the world. You actually, when we drive, you wave at everybody. And I even had a neighbor tell me once that I was actually really sad. She was widowed. Her husband had died. And as you walk to the bus stop every day, you wave to her. And she told me it changed her entire year. So those are the things I appreciate about you. And you probably don't want to say anything now, do you? I don't have All right. Well, I love you. Thank you very much. I love you, too. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to go to thestoriedrecipe.com. Actually, don't remember. Just go do it now to find information on how to submit for the Thanksgiving episode this week. The deadline is November 4th. If you go to thestoriedrecipe.com and you simply scroll down to the episodes, you will find the link that says, I need your story for the Thanksgiving episode. Next week, we return to a traditional interview with Letitia Ann Clark, author of Bitter Honey, which is part cookbook, part memoir, and as Letitia says, part manifesto, all about the food and lifestyle in a hidden gem on the globe, Sardinia. In the meantime, I hope you have a great week, my friends.